I'll go ahead and I'll I'll start off the the conversation by kind of giving a couple of my thoughts here, and I'm going to start off by being uh, positive here uh, because I think that we need a little bit of of positivity, and so I'm going to give um, three things of of positivity before I um, go into what I call the the Festivus uh, episode. <laughs> um, and I, I laughingly say that um, because I don't I don't think it's as bad as it uh, really really seems here. Um, the first is um, I, I think we need to be mindful that um, the union did just get done playing uh, in the Champions League, and if you look at the other teams that uh, played in that, um, they also struggled this evening. And so I think that this is a matter of the team is tired. Um, they're playing a lot of matches, which is good because they're advancing uh, in the Champions League, and so that that's good news. The second is is that um, Andre Blake is a phenomenal goaltender. Um, he is just – I don't even know if there are enough words to be able to say um, how phenomenal he is, and the only thing that I would really say is – Ask yourselves, where would the union be without uh, Andre Blake? Um, and it's kind of a, a scary thought. Um, he is just unbelievable to watch, a, a complete joy. Uh, he is a leader um, on, on the pitch as well, and he is just a, a joy to be able to watch. And the third positive that I'm going to get into is Jim Curtin. Uh, if you have d done um, any any writing with Brotherly Game or you have read any of my writing on Brotherly Game, you will know that I am not a Jim Curtin supporter. Um, I have been very open about that. Um, he, he's a nice man. Um, but I will say... Um, with everything that they have lost, I think that he has started off this season with just a by by doing an, an exceptional job. Um, and I had said um, when we were asked to do project projections and everything that I thought that this team was going to get off to a very slow start because of not an indictment on Jim Curtin, but simply because you're trying to fit in a lot of new pieces and that it would be a challenge for any coach. But I think that he has done just a, a phenomenal job so far. And so those are really my three positives that I have on what could be a very challenging night. Um, so let's get into the rest of the match because, well, <laughs> uh, Matt, Matt had talked to me a little bit before uh, I got ready to go live, and he said, well, there's a lot to talk about, and he is right. Um, the first is we're going to talk about Jose Martinez because, well, um, there was something that was said about him before he ever came to the union, and that was he was an individual that was a high-talent individual but he was an individual that got a high volume of cards, and that has very much been the case. 
It's very much been the case during his time with the union. And tonight, his red card was completely inexcusable. I don't even have words to begin to describe just how, yeah, it, it just was a terrible red card to take. You cannot be elbowing people in the head just minutes into the game and put your squad in that type of a position at the 16-minute mark of a match. You cannot do it. You absolutely cannot do it, especially if you're already down one nothing. You can't do it. When he gets frustrated, Martinez has the tendency to let the emotions get the best of him. And part of it is what makes him a great player. But part of it is it really drives him to make really dumb mistakes. And tonight, it really hurt the union. With um, the, the first goal, if you watch what happened leading up to a, a great goal by New York City, um, Medina, um, Martinez is the one that turns the ball over uh, leading to that. Um, he really, in 16 minutes, <laughs> did not play a great match tonight. Um, there will be other matches that he he comes through, and he helps the union in incredible ways. Tonight was not one of them. We'll get into the 65th minute, where we have it, it, poor... Poor Andre Blake in, in front of him with with uh, Elliot and Gleason. I, I don't know what was happening with two of them. But both of them made horrible mistakes that just led to the second goal going in. Um, and it, it was just not a great situation. Um. Those types of things are going to happen, especially when you are pressing to try to equalize. Um, I appreciate what uh, Curtin did in, in trying to, you know, you're, you're only down by one. You're, you're trying to, to push everything. Um, but it, it just, it wasn't in the cards. And um, those, those, two, those two mistakes in the 65th minute right in front of Blake really, really cost the union tonight um, for that for that second goal. The third is possession. Um, so I pulled it up because it really felt like the union did not have the ball much tonight. New York City had a possession of 67% tonight. That is just insane. Um, it just is, it, it kind of is what it is. There's not much that you're going to be able to do about it. Um, unfortunately, New York City came in very motivated, and uh, it just wasn't the, the union's night. The red card really did not help. 
it was it was nice to see that um, Castellanos was really carrying uh, the uh, Oscar season, uh, continuing on from uh, the, this past weekend. He's a phenomenal actor uh, and should uh, really uh, be nominated for a couple of awards because uh, I've never seen one individual roll so much on uh, a pitch in my entire life, but. Good to see that he's continuing the spirit of of uh, the uh, the Oscar season. So I was kind of blown away by by that. But um, I live in in the New York uh, City area uh, right now. So New York City FC is uh, not in particular one of my uh, favorite uh, squads to face. Uh, so uh, losing to them or tying with them is never never fun for me uh, to have to. To have to deal with, but there's really two questions that I I'm kind of walking away from tonight, uh, and and maybe these are questions that you have uh, as well that you you were thinking of kind of as the match went on. Um, the first is I'm a a huge Bedoya fan. Um, I've I've loved him since the the union um, were able to acquire him, um, but I I don't really know where he has been or where his impact has really been this year. And this isn't an indictment on him specifically, but more if there is going to be this transition from where their play is from the Champions League to where their regular season is, um, which is the second question I'm going to get into. He he has to show up, I think, a little bit more. Um, I'm just, he, he's a little bit too invisible for long stretches. And it's a little bit worrisome for me as someone who has been a pretty key part um especially with the pieces that they lost this off season i really expected Bedoya to come out and uh have a really great season and it's just the beginning and it's just starting and i'm really hoping that things can begin to uh turn around but um we'll, we'll see what happens um I, I i was looking for more of an impact i guess to start off and, and maybe that is an unfair expectation of me or the uh supporters um but i i just had anticipated with like i said with everything that had been lost that maybe there would be a little bit more um, from Bedoya that would that would be that would be coming. And the second question that I really kind of have been wrestling with as the season has started, as the Champions League has been great and it's been fun to watch, and they've had these miraculous second halves to to matches in the the Champions League, and it's it's been so much fun to watch. You tune in for the regular season, and it almost feels like you're 
you're watching an entirely different team. And some nights, it is a different roster. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be fair. Um, but it just even feels like the intensity is is just very, very different, even from last year. And maybe it's because there was the push for the supporter shield, um, and uh, the the Doopy brothers, they they talked about it and they they do a great job. Um, and I, I was listening, re-listening to their podcast uh, earlier today, and they were talking about the fact that Curtin was talking about, or that they thought that he had mentioned something about focusing a little bit more on the, the Champions League, which is which is fair, and, and that is that is totally fine, um, and I. I understand uh, why the focus would would be there, um, especially with the run that they've they've had so far in it. Um, it just seems that you look at the snapshot of what has happened in the last week. We had this great match earlier in the week. Um, then what what happened when we get to Saturday night? Uh, it just feels like everything has kind of dropped off a cliff. Um, and some of the statistics really back that up. Um, you have where um, the, the the number of fouls that are called, um, the number of corner kicks that New York City was able to take, the discrepancy in uh, – in, in shots, the massive discrepancy in, in possession. Um, I mean, anytime a team is outshot, just shots on goal, seven to nothing is, uh, is not, not ideal. Um, and that's kind of what we, we were looking at tonight. Uh, it, it, it was not, uh, an ideal, um, situation and I'm not I'm not sharing anything wild or crazy that um, if you watch the match you you would <laughs> you would disagree with I think um, but Greg wants to go ahead and speak so I'll, I'll bring him on uh, all right Greg go ahead hey Josh how are you man thanks for uh, um, thanks for doing this this is cool yeah yeah I I think you bring up um, you bring up so many good points Um there's a lot of there's a lot I agree with you about, especially you know if we're looking at this game in particular. I think it the one sidedness kind of comes down to the you know just the poor decision from Martinez. Um, you know, like you said, it is inexcusable. It changed the game, and uh, you know it's it was really unnecessary. You know, we we love his intensity. He's um, a guy who gets stuck in. He's you know he's kind of brought that identity which we love, but you know there's also got to be that recognition that, you know, you can't be, you can't be dangerous in a game like this, knowing what we have coming up on Tuesday. And, um, I think, you, you know, you kind of let his teammates down, you know, it, it, like you said, the, the rest of the game kind of the one sidedness kind of comes from playing down. We knew they weren't going to have the energy that they had on Tuesday. And, um, you know, I think we also got like a good glimpse of, of the lack of depth coming off the bench. Uh, I think that those those things are kind of obvious as well when you see a game like this. So, 
I mean, that, that, that decision was, um, you know, changed the game. You know, he just, it's just not, um, not a good decision at all on his part. And, uh, it's silly, you know, I think it's, uh, not, not recognizing the situation, you know, he's trying to play intense, but, uh, you know, we, it's just, it's just silly. Um, so I think that was, you know, a big, big difference in the game, all the stats, everything like that, you know, it kind of comes down to that. But I think, you know, kind of go along with the one-sidedness is that, like you'd said, sometimes we don't see this union team show up. Uh, you know, we saw it on Tuesday night too. You know, they just didn't come out. They got, they got attacked and uh, New York City came out and did the same thing. They had a great plan. They attacked the wings. You know, they were going after our weak spots and uh, they exploited it, you know, and, and that was, you know, a credit to them in the beginning because uh, whether Martinez is on or off, I think that first half would have gone pretty much the same way Tuesday night went. And, uh, you know, they, they definitely exploited our weaknesses. Um, you know, the other thing, too, which you, which you mentioned in the differences is, you know, I look at a game like this with look at, look at New York's top three, top three guys playing up top compared to our top three guys up top. Uh, it's just a, a huge difference. I mean, you look at the way they combine, you look at the way they interact. And when we get the ball going forward, it's, it's the, you know, the complete opposite. It's, it's you know, one touch, we lose it. And uh, I thought that was a big difference too. You know, playing, playing a man down, you know, we're, we're not going to get the chances. But we just did not look good going forward. And, you know, sometimes you play a man down and you can still, you can still steal a point. And uh, we never even got close to that, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah, no, Greg, I, I think I think you're right. So you, you bring up you bring up uh, one uh, really interesting point. Um, I want to circle back to the the point that you you brought up on uh, Martinez first. The frustration I have with him is it's not that this is a one time deal, right? This is a regular occurrence where he is accumulating cards very, very quickly to the point where he gets to the point that he has to change his play because he's become he, he gets he's closes in on being suspended. Now we're already not going to have him for the second leg of the Champions League, which there's a three goal lead, which is fine. Right. But it's it's the principle of the matter. Um, it, it, it's a continuation of these things. Um, the interesting point that you brought up was the front three. Right. Um, you brought up how they work together and, and different things. And, and to Curtin's credit, when he thought the match was still in reach, he made those substitutions and they were I have to watch the New York City um, um, broadcast. But they even brought up the fact that they were very offensive substitutions. And I think the match did change for a short period of time, but you can only push so much before you're exposed with only 10 men. Um, I don't know if you you felt differently on that. Uh, I mean, to me, you know, bringing – taking Santos off and putting Shaboko on, I think, was more about Tuesday night than the flow of the game. I mean, if you're going to look at counterattacking, which, I mean, listen, I, I think with 10 men, the union can still defend and counter. That's that's kind of what they're they're built to do. So I don't think that was a problem. 
But I think taking Santos off, Shiboko on, is not really buying into that strategy. You know, you you would want, you would still want Shiboko and Santos up there. Um, but obviously, the two of them, they just they don't connect. And and I don't think any of the the, the players we have up top, they don't really connect well together. And I, I just think that's a that's the bigger problem. You know, they they could have stolen a point. They they could have gotten back into this game. But they never, they never had the chance to. You know, every time they tried to go forward, there, there, there was nothing. You know, there was no combination. There was no, no, uh, no through ball. There was no movement. Um, you know, and and those like the kind of games where you always see teams that go down a man. They they get those chances. You know, they they they're able to to get those quick counters, and the union never threatened that at all tonight. They just never did. And I think that's 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 the uh, some of that's the personnel, and that that is that is a fair point that you bring up. Um, it was also brought up on the Doobie Brothers podcast that Santos has a very hard time playing a full ninety minutes, and I thought that that was a really solid point that was brought up. Um, so I'm going to credit that uh, where credit is due. Um, but no, I, I think you bring up a, a solid point of sometimes our front three can have a very hard time being in sync. And it does seem that Casper is the one who funnels everything and makes everything go. And when he's on, he's on. Um, at least that's what it has seemed to be this year. Um, and everyone else kind of falls into line uh, when he's hot. So, awesome. Thank you. I yeah, no problem. <laughs> Sean is uh, bringing up points here in, in the chat. Um, says in uh, Fontana, 61 minutes of play, he not only completed uh, 61% of his – he only completed 61% of his passes, uh, not what you need from the guy playing at the 10 spot. Burke completed only 57. Yeah, um, it, it's not good. <laughs> Overall, um, the the performance tonight was just really not good. Hey, Matt. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Um, yeah, no, I think I think it's interesting. Um, you know, I'm just kind of jumping on off after the post game with uh, with Coach Curtin and uh, Ali. Um, you know. Yeah, Jim kind of made the comment, like, you know, that, that you know, obviously that the Champions League is, is more important than the third game of the season. Um, but it is it is kind of interesting, and maybe you already talk, touched on this, but just sort of the idea that, like, retroactively you can kind of say this game didn't matter. Um, but ultimately, when it comes down to, you know, if, if they're playing, you know, the end of the season, I, I feel like a lot of times these games end up looming pretty large uh, in, in the grander scheme of things, especially if they don't even make – if they don't even make the – uh, the Champions League final, um, which let's face it, it, you know, if they're playing in, in Me- a team in Mexico, it's going to be a tough. It's going to be tough to make to the final of the Champions League. But um, now it's kind of kind of interesting to me because I think he a- ahead of time it was like this is a really important game because it's a league game, it's a it's a league rival. Uh, but now it's kind of sort of like, well, the Champions League is more important, and I don't disagree with that. It just it, it's kind of an interesting point just to kind of think about you know, where the team is right now um, and recognizing that, you know, that's part of the, part of the, 
part of the the drawback of playing in Champions League is that often MLS teams aren't really deep enough to to have you know to to play two competitions and do well in both at the same time. Yeah, um, and I was I was curious what he was gonna say um, post match. Um, my buddy Zach is in here, and I know that he's a fellow Liverpool supporter. Um, and what what I would say to to Jim is, and again, I I heaped praise upon Jim to begin with. Um, I wasn't my normal critical self of of him, um, but what I what I w- would say back to him is that there are there were years that Liverpool were a, were a bridesmaid in in the Premier League because of early season matches that they literally just let it slip by um when you're new york city did not come in in great form either (laughs) it's not like um they they were playing great soccer um as the broadcast i was watching pointed out over and over and over again to the point that it was almost nauseating um every every match does kind of matter um but i understand it from a coach's perspective that sometimes you do have to put um focus on different things and even doc rivers for the sixers has talked about it that sometimes you look at something and say well that's a schedule loss okay um but it's kind of hard for you to say it after the fact you lost um (laughs) but um yeah it's it's um it i'll i'll be interested to go back and and see what he what he says. So, uh. yeah, and like I said, I think it, 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 it's sort of the dilemma that it's, this isn't this isn't a union question necessarily. Uh, it's a question for all the MLS teams. I mean, the Champions League has kind of changed to be kind of set up, uh, you know, almost seemingly for for basically Liga Mekki and MLS teams to play each other in the semis. So, um, you know, there's still that question of like, you know, what is the roster like? How do how do you build a roster in MLS and are the rosters does is the league allowing teams to be deep enough to that this shouldn't be necessarily an issue um i mean you know not that it doesn't happen in in bigger in bigger clubs but you know there's still that question of you know i mean how different was the lineup tonight <laughs> you know um you know he wasn't yeah. going to have jose on tuesday anyway so um you know i still think in, in that game as greg greg talked about it like this wasn't this game wasn't a lost cause. You know, they could have gotten a gotten a result tonight, and they didn't. And um, that has nothing to do with the referee necessarily. Um, I mean, Jose deserved the the red card and all that, but um, that was it's kind of an interesting point that he does. That, that that's a, sort of a larger conversation about <laughs> about you know the league and and and, and multiple comp- competitions. I do think um, there are. You know there are there are there have been questions since since the off season about this team and um, I think tonight is is you know Jim can has has not stopped talking about how they outplayed Inter Miami or that they were the better team but the you know they have one they have one point in three league games and that's you know that's been a pattern of the past even when the team wasn't playing in Champions League so um, so it's concerning yeah. and, and and I think. You know, ultimately, you know, it, it's not going to make or break the season tonight's result. But 
you know, there are, there are still questions that I have about this team and about their, you know, how they line up in league play when they're playing, you know, I mean, they play in New York city FC two more times this season, one on, you know, on the, that, you know, baseball diamond and, that's the last game of the season. And, you know, they played them once in Florida last year. So, um, you know, when neither team had played in three months. So, you know, in terms of how does this team, you know, line up in the league? Uh, because, you know, if they want to get back in Champions League again, they're going to have to, you know, win the league, win the win the Sports Shield again or win MLS Cup or at least finish really high in the standings so that they can – you know, get a get a chance to get back in that again next year. So, um, you know, I, I I do think, yeah. I mean, ultimately, this t- you know Tuesday night is what we're all what we're all gearing up for anyway. But you know, th- it does does raise some questions about where this team is at long term, and you know, it, you know, getting to you know transfers and all those things. Like, what 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 is this team going to be be like? Uh, you know, in a few months even. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a really <laughs> transfers is a whole other a whole other conversation for another time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but awesome. Thank you. My main question is is just like I I know we're like only so far into the season, but like does anybody else think that like maybe like the homegrown talent thing was just like a one and done? Like one season, like we had like these two great kids, like, and then like now it's like, I mean, yeah, we have like talent, but like, are we ever going to see it? Like, are they good enough to like fit into the first team? Like, I don't know. What do you guys so think? Alex, Alex and Greg want to hop on. So I'm going to okay. have them hop on and maybe they'll answer your question. I have my okay. own thoughts. So I'm going to let them go first. So Alex, you're going to go up first here. Hi. So I think with the, with the homegrown situation, I think Mackenzie and Aronson were just like the peak of what you're getting with, with your homegrowns. I think like these four, these four young guys, like right now, just, you know, just aren't at the level that uh, Mackenzie and Aronson were like from the very start. I think I think they're gonna like need some time to to grow into being like big contributors like Mackenzie and Aronson. And not not even at at their level, but of like you know coming coming in off the bench, like being being an impact sub like Gilsino, being you know just 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 making good good um good plays on on the field i just think that they're gonna need some time with that uh yeah i i agree with alex i think um you know the young guys need time and that's why you see a lot of them playing with union two now which uh i think is pretty telling that they are not ready to play in these first team games um i think with real and fontana i think you i think you get what you see you know, these, I think, uh, these, these two guys are going to be, um, I think there's going to be a lot of discussion about their future after this season, because I don't think, um, they're going to be the European, uh, exports that people are writing them to be. I just, they, they don't look the part at all, in my opinion. And, um, it'll be interesting to see what the union do with them. Uh, I, you figure, you know, Fontana right now is, 
he's the 11th or 12th guy, maybe the 13th if El is back and healthy. And, uh, you know, yeah, they were playing a man down tonight, but he uh, did he play? <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. did, did, I don't even know how many times he touched the ball. And, you know, when he did on those quick counters, he missed, he missed his passes almost every time. And uh, Real got beat for the goal. You know, if you look at the, the replay of the goal, um, Tenerhome comes around the side and uh, Medina lays the ball off and uh, Real goes the wrong way, you know, and, and then he stops. You see him, like, he stops for a couple seconds. So, I mean, I think these, the, 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 the two, uh, Fontana and Real, I, I think you're, you're talking about guys that are, these are death, pl- these are death players over the next couple of years. And, um, the other guys are one or two, maybe three years away, depending on uh, you know who you're looking at. So I think that's a, that's a concern, especially if you're relying on them to be your bench. Um, and I think that's where kind of the point that some of you guys made is that's where you see these issues with these multiple competitions. You need players who can play now and not uh, players who you are trying to develop for these competitions if you really have the intention of winning them. I'll give I'll give a very quick answer um, because I think that that uh, Greg and and Alex did a great job uh, in terms of of answering the question. I think that one. I think that Curtin deserves credit with the development that has taken place, uh, and that's something that I think sometimes gets overlooked um, because I, he has been through with a lot of the academy level kids um, and that's something he's done a really great job with the club and it's something that like I said is often overlooked um, and I often have not mentioned when I talk and go on my tirades about Jim Curtin as a as a manager the second thing I'll mention is I think the players that we lost this past offseason, as uh, Greg was just mentioning, are indeed the peak. I hope not, but I think that they are indeed the peak. If we can get depth players, especially if there's going to be pushes made in the, the Champions League, then that is that is great. Um, but we'll see. I, I'm not... I, I need to see it happen more than than in this case twice um, to be filled with hope. So that that hopefully answers your question. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I definitely agree with Matt Real being one of those guys that I think like you see what you get. I like for some reason like I I want to hold on to hope with Anthony Fontana as like a fan. But, like, as, like, a as an analyst, I definitely see, like, the point that you're making. Like, tonight, it just – I almost, like, feel as, like, an ex-player, like, you got to take into account, like, those those midfield three of, like, Miro, Ali, and Fontana were, were kind of all over the place tonight, just trying to track everything that came through that midfield. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like, that – like, the middle of the field was, tonight was just where everything was happening. So they were just bouncing back and forth just because you're used to having four guys. So, like, Ali got subbed off. Anthony got subbed off. I'm surprised Miro stayed. Like, it, they, you could tell that they were fatigued. And I think with the Glesnes goal, I think miscommunication came from that just because, like, again, like, fatigue. But, like, that's not, like, 
an excuse now. But yeah, no, I Fontana. I think there's hope for him, but I can definitely see it with Real being that. Um, Appreciate uh, everybody uh, joining in. Uh, hopefully, next time we'll have a, a fun uh, victory uh, to to talk about or uh, advancing uh, to talk about. So. I hope uh, everybody has a, a good rest of the uh, evening. Uh, it was my pleasure to to be able to to be with you, uh, and uh, I will uh, talk to everybody again uh, real soon. Take care, everybody.